the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. specific strategies that I like to use and think about when I invest. Um, in large part, it helps to kind of have, I, I want to say, 20 mantras that you believe in. Um, things that you could write down that you could pass on to your kids and, and make it easy. Maybe you could even write it down on a napkin, right? That's the way I try to approach getting wealthy. I've done a very good job. I'm, I'm able to quit, retire with many, many years to spare. My father worked till the day he died. I don't want to work till the day I die. I don't want you to work till the day you die. And then when you do stop working, I, I want you to work with, like, live with some dignity. It kills me to even visit my mother. My mother's at a, a home now. It's just kind of sad. You know, the people come in and they die. And the people come in, they get these small rooms that look like prison. So it, it's almost like the opposite of prison. In the, well, not the opposite. Sometimes in prison, people get out and go home. Here you get out, you go to the the, you know, the home in the sky, so to speak. Anyhow, I'm not trying to get you upset or anything like that. But I do want to say that we're, we're in a world now that we need to start helping each other and getting each other to retirement is a, a lovely goal in my thought and my ideas. So the car market is something that I pay attention to. Early on in your financial career, you're going to find things that you pay attention to. You're going to find things that you go, nah. Not that important. That market is discounting an automotive recession. Global light vehicle sales remain at very high levels. Cars certainly matter to markets because not only are they something we spend a lot of money on, but they employ a lot of people. If you tabulate everything up, the top 25 automakers generate about $2.1 trillion in sales in the world. They sell 95 million light vehicles annually. And when you hear me say something along the lines of, you know, Toyota and Ford are doubling down and tripling down on trucks because they're much more profitable, that's still considered a vehicle, right? The top 25 auto parts supplier pull in about $540 billion a year. So the 
combined value of new cars and OEM is about $1.3 trillion. Uh, when you combine value of OEM and parts suppliers, wow, right? You start seeing why it's a lot of money. So when cars go down as investments, people like me pay attention. Because A, there are a lot of money being spent, right? $2.1 trillion in sales, $540 billion in parts. So when you start seeing auto stocks go up or down, you, you do pay attention, not just the Fords or the GMs or the Toyotas. You kind of start to take a look at the auto parts makers. You start to look at the suppliers. Now, what's an automotive recession, right? It's something that people don't pay a lot of attention to. Historically, that's when car sales drop about 20% from their their highs or their, from their, their nadir, uh, from their previous year's uh, high. So you can kind of see, like, that's the same thing, you know, Wall Street, we call a bear market 20% off, right? During the credit crisis in the United States, light vehicle sales were down over 40%. So you can imagine people just stopped showing up at the dealership. And then we started started talking about pent-up demand. So it's not typical that we take a look at this and say, you know, um, automotive recession equals sales recession equals U.S. recession. Automotive sales aren't really down yet, so we're kind of jumping to assumptions of where do we go from here, and it's a worst-case scenario. Automotive sales are positively correlated with consumer confidence also. So sometimes the confidence can get negative, sometimes it can get positive. Right now, because we have jobs, we're pretty consumer confident positive. You know, sometimes that confidence changes, like if the world news is really bad or if we hear Facebook, I want to start, we want to, I got to be careful. Like, I don't want to hurt anyone. So if like we heard hypothetically Facebook were to, you know, shut down a big division, we'd be like, oh, I don't know if I feel good about buying a car because, you know, my neighbor just lost his job. But the neighbor may be like, woo, I got a bonus. I just lost my job. I'm buying a car, right? So... Automotive uh, unit sales aren't down right now, and you know they're obviously tied towards consumer confidence, which is at the highest level in the last five years. But there's this China thing going on right now, and China is now the largest light vehicle market in the world at 24.5 million passenger cars rolled off the lots there the past year. That's over 25% of the global trade. The United States is like 17 million is a great year. They're at 24.5 million. Chinese sales haven't fallen either, but trailing sales have plateaued. Monthly sales haven't declined year over year, but for four consecutive months, you know, they have, they've struggled. So Chinese officials, U.S. officials, Chinese officials, like that's kind of the little chess match we're playing right now. They're going to introduce new tax breaks for consumers buying smaller engine vehicles. That type of policy is typically led by, you know, um, automotive dealers to, you know, push that, you know, that call for the consumer, so to speak. So Chinese officials are going to introduce new tax breaks, right? And 
you could kind of see like how that's helped the U.S. You know, um, rechargeable, renewable markets. If government's willing to subsidize it, CEOs are willing to like take advantage of it and, and push it aggressively. So, in other recessions, apart from the credit crisis, automotive stocks typically decline about thirty to forty percent, and that's right around where the sector sits today. So you hear me say regularly, uh, Wall Street is a discounting mechanism. It looks six months into the future and discounts it. And we can't say for sure, but the automotive stocks are telling us there's a problem, even though sales haven't fallen yet. It's kind of like, little boy, you stop calling wolf. I'm not coming in with my shotgun next time. I'm just going to bring a stick to swatch you with. You know, woof, woof, woof. And it, not only is it sales this time, but it's also, you know, confidence. It's also. So it could happen, right? Not because stocks will behave in a new and unusual way. They're a discounted mechanism. They're not always right, but they do tend to just kind of get the next six months right. And recently, we've seen the stock market get a little bit upset, act a little bit like it's got an upset stomach. It's difficult to imagine investors will come back to the sector until auto sales in China and the U.S. actually decline. So the stocks are down before the sales have declined. So it's possible that you know China starts off and throws down stimulus, and there could be enough relief there for the automotive stocks to do well. But we do pay attention to Detroit, and it's kind of an interesting thought. And it's tied towards the consumer and the confidence, and it's maybe one of the first things to go because it's a big ticket that you don't necessarily have to have. I could beat my car up for another 20,000 miles. I could beat my car up for another 5,000 miles, right? We tend to go that way. Hey, coming up, I got two big events coming up. November 17th, 930 to 1130 at the Rotary Summit Center, plus in the afternoon, 1 to 3, investing beyond a 401k wealth accumulation. You can sign up for either event at Rob Black Show. It's Rob Black Show. Use code radio25 to get it for free. It's the code Rob Black Show. Financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Stock Talk with Rob Black. Black. The footprints, the mud stained on the carpet, and all the light my heart did when you left town. Well, I must admit it, I would marry you and I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, more. Silicon Valley is an interesting place to live and to work and to have neighbors in. I probably have different neighbors than you do, right? A Silicon Valley startup called Carbon Health has been quietly rolling out medical clinics across the bay. I need to get some coffee. Silicon Valley startup called Carbon Health is rolling out clinics across the bay now, and they're merging with a Berkeley-based urgent care provider. Um... 
kind of start figuring out how do we digitize in 21st century eyes our medical situation. Carbon Health offers same-day appointments, easy-to-read lab results, travel vaccines, um, even some in-house medications. And the new network is quickly shaping up to be a competitor to larger health startups like One Medical and Ford, only won't charge a yearly fee. Uh, so there's some smart talent in the Bay Area. That's one of the things I love, love about the Bay Area is how smart people are. Um, and whether it's be the immigrants who come to the Bay Area with their intelligence and their, their knowledge base, um, or just the schools and how they kick out just awesome students um, again and again and again. I'm more excited about this than I would be social media and Web 2.0. And I would say, you know, obviously Internet 1.0, if you were to think of that more as a bolt board kind of world or a portal kind of world, where you went to Yahoo and then you went to a sports page. Now you're just going to apps and, and pages per se, right? And sometimes you do that within your, your social media network. With Carbon, you're going to be able to do everything you can from booking a doctor's appointments to viewing your lab results to scheduling a live video session with the provider. Um, Carbon is the only tech media company right now on the block. Uh, there's one called One Medical. There's one called Ford. Forward, like obviously a step forward. Often a simple, you know, similar range of services. And again, it's kind of interesting. And, in, you know, our, our, not colleges, but our business is going to do it or not. When you try out, you know, the app and you visit a clinic, um, it's a pretty seamless experience. It's getting really, really positive results. Um, so frequent cough with fatigue, you know, uh, could just be a sinus infection, could be something we need an x-ray for. Definitely don't need a hospital that you go to, per se, and get it all done under one roof. So I'm excited about healthcare and modernization. I'm not saying that you too should be wildly excited that direction, but maybe. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Uh, money investing and more. Probably my biggest concern in my world is, did I save enough when I earned enough? Will I be able to live off that when I'm not earning anymore? And that's one of the reasons I do seminars is I do want to get you to retirement. I do want it to last until the day you die. I don't want to get tacky with you and say things like, well, if you bounce a check on the day you die, then you did good. That's not my thing. I don't think that's doing good. I think you want a little extra. I think you want to tip the funeral home on your way out or something like that, right? You want to have a little bit more so that you can say to your kids, hey, go have a party whether it be a party of a life or a party of a night, whatever. Americans keep on spending. As income gains have cooled a bit, we continue to spend. That's a good thing and a bad thing. It's tied towards the savings rate, and it's something that ultimately has me sad. But it's supporting the current economy, and since I'm invested, I'm like, I'm okay with it on an individual level. As a society, I think we're failing pushing down the savings rates right now to the lowest levels of the year. When you see the Federal Reserve squawk, 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 inflation, inflation. When the Federal Reserve is raising interest rates, they're doing it because of inflation. And when your saving rates goes lower, 
that inflation eats into your savings rate and it, it gives you an even lower return, right? That's why you have to save. That's why you have to invest. That's why you can't leave it in cash. Purchases account for about 70% of the economy and they rose about four tenths of a percent from the prior month. That's a big number. But incomes advanced less than projected two tenths of a percent. That's the weakest in more than a year. So Americans saved about 6.2% of their disposable income. That's the lowest level since 2013, and it's telling us that we're starting to tighten the belt a bit. And again, I, I don't blame you. I know rents go up. I know mortgages go up. I know furniture costs go up. I know food costs go up. Right now, figures show that spending helped lift consumption during the quarter to what gross domestic product product data would be the fastest increase since 2014. So we know we got some tax cuts. We know we got a little wage inflation. We know we got a little bit of price inflation. Why not go out and spend? We're confident. Well, some of the reasons you wouldn't go out and spend and you would increase your savings, you'd say, well, I want to see how this trade war turns out. Or I want to see how this Saudi Arabia murdered journalist turns out. Just because, as I spoke earlier about the car industry being a trillion-dollar industry, oil is a trillion-dollar industry. And trade wars with China and their currency, trillion-plus-dollar issue. Not directly, but a lot of the indirects of what China can do to hurt the United States, and vice versa. So consumer spending remains strong right now, and it will for the, uh, through the end of the year. But when we start seeing savings go down, again, and then you start seeing car numbers, uh, in this case, automobile stocks go lower, maybe it's trying to tell you something. Watch out for, on the consumer, because if the consumer goes and you start seeing bankruptcies go higher and you start seeing mortgages foreclosed, you start seeing things like that as a story, markets will be lower. So American savings rate, it's a dumb economic piece of data, but when I talk stock with you, I try to be honest with you and show you some of the things that, you know, uh, they're not even slightly nuanced. It's, it's easy art to look at, in my opinion. So lots going on. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk about the stock market and the elections. Um, or we talk about the randomness of, um, you know, a, a murdering spree in a synagogue where people are practicing their religion. Pretty insane and pretty random, too. And again, I, I'm not here to be social justice warrior. I'm here to be financial justice warrior and just tell you, that's how fast things can change in your life. And... Kickstarters are going to start up to like support the families, to support funerals and things like that. And it's it's a little bit on the rough side because when you should be mourning someone, you're raising money. That's pretty rough. Anyhow and anyway, financially prepare for the worst case scenario. Financially prepare for retirement. Those are my thoughts and my ideas. I'm Rob Black. I do a seminar typically every six weeks. And you can use the code RADIO25. I've got one coming up in San Jose. Check it out at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, 
Back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Stock Talk with Rob Black. Black. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Doing a little stock talk, a little bit of content geared towards the market-specific uh, I think I'm doing a pretty good job of that. You can find out more about me at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. It's going to Mark, maybe in uh, Milpitas. Uh, yes, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, Rob, uh, I uh, subscribe to newsletter. The guy has been pretty good at uh, you know advising me or us getting in, getting out of the market. So he called it a 2720 SMP to go to save money, which I did. And I wonder why he didn't pick the yeah, I would be very cautious. I've never found a newsletter worth investing in or putting money in. And I would start there. You're dealing with really biased. I mean, thanks for the call. I mean, let me try to get this out. <clears throat> of my head properly. First and foremost, I, I think you should become your own guru, your own Buddha until you hit 55. And that's when you start needing to think about wealth management versus wealth creation. I think if you think that there's a newsletter out there who can tell you to sell at 2,700 and buy at 2,900 and then sell it, uh, 3,100 and buy back at 2,800. I, I think you're, misguided a little bit. Um, I would be very, very cautious with that technical trading email perspective. If there was a newsletter that could teach me or have me technically trade to a winning record every year, I, I don't wake up anymore at five. I, I, I don't get up at four thinking, let's take a look at world markets. If there is a piece of software that could red light, yellow light, green light. Green light means buy the stock. Red light means sell the stock. And you could be sitting on your couch and taking a look at your phone and, oh, red light comes on time to sell. If there was software like that, not only would I buy it, I would buy the company. I would I would shut down the release of it ever again because I want it for myself. So there, if there was a newsletter that offered insights, I would tell you about it or I would buy it. If there was a software program with insights, I would tell you about it or I would buy it. The cold truth of the Mac fact is you're trying to put in a box stock picking and investing. And you're trying to put the mathematical reasons into it that are very tough to do. And you need to be kind of cautious with that because it's a mentality that you're starting to think, okay, I now start <clears throat> to believe that I'm less skilled or that the market's more skilled and savvy than me. And if I could find a reason of why it is, I could beat it. Software and newsletters can't really look at debt levels of the world. Distressed debt, convertible securities, a lot of assets. They can't really you know, help with a macro view or micro view. It's going to be very <clears throat> bullet shot oriented when it works, if it works. So you got to respect that with enormous like power. I think 
if this is the end of the bull market, let it be the end of the bull market. And do you know what's going to bring it back? Capitalism. Now, as we move closer to socialism, and I'm not making a political statement, as our capitalism fails as a system, we weren't supposed to take on this much debt in capitalism. Will it fail in my lifetime? Will it fail in my kid's lifetime? Will it fail in his kid's lifetime? Or will we continue just to issue new debt? Write off old debt. We don't write off debt. We pay our debts. That's the problem. So do I think it's the end of the bull market? No. Do I think capitalism will save it? Yes. Well, let me correct that. Do I think it's the end of the bull market? I don't know. I, I don't play that game. I can tell you I will be 75% to 95% invested probably for the rest of my life. Um, but I can go conservative. I can go value. I can go income. I can go growth. I can go hypergrowth depending on different cycles that we move in and out of. And right now, are we at, probably at the end of a bull market after seeing its longest one ever? It's got to end sometime, right? But I get that people are going to tell you, Mark and Milpitas, or wherever you're from, if that's real, your real name anyway, I get that you're going to run into people who have not really succeeded in life and who haven't become good investment pickers on their own. So they try to find systems like double tops. I used to know this guy in the industry, in the financial media industry, not in the financial industry. I'm, I was, you know, my background is the financial industry. Um, I, I weave some financial media into it, but not, not as much as you would imagine. But this guy's whole thing was financial media, financial media, financial media, and that'll get me clients. That was his whole business model. And his, his business model was to scare you and, and explain that he knows more than you. Of course, he had newsletters, and Damon had things like, you know, oh, the double top is inside the market at this point in time. Nothing but down for IBM straight to zero. And he would make ludicrous claims, and they hurt people. And that's where, like, I'm very cautious about online trading, newsletters. I'm very cautious about annuity salespeople. There's, it, it's pretty easy in this industry to hurt people for financial gain. One of my good friends is an insurance salesperson, and we don't talk shop because I think he hurts people. So, And I think he thinks he helps people, but he doesn't realize the cost of his product is high and that there's similar product out there without the commissions. And yeah, I'm talking about cutting out the middleman. And you're saying, but the middleman is, is one of the reasons we have capitalism. The middleman is one of the reasons we have a healthy economy. It kind of is, but we need to move on to big, fatter margins. Maybe it's healthcare margins that are going to be uh, the area where we start bringing costs down and start to automate after we, you know, flush out the sales force in a positive manner, not necessarily in a negative. So I believe in capitalism. I don't really believe in saying into the bull market. I don't really believe in newsletters. I don't really believe in. Uh, software that can help you. If it existed, I would pay a million dollars for it. And if I can get red light, yellow light, green light, or if I can get a buy here or an email here in a newsletter subscription, I, I'm going to do it from the beach. And in fact, I'm going to pay some kid 15 bucks an hour to pay attention to my emails while I'm on the beach. So I don't have to do it. And you know what beach it's going to be called? It's going to be called Rob Black Beach. And you know how many people are going to be on it? Only my friends and Victoria's Secret Fashion Models and uh, the 1986 New York Yankees, and who 
else will I include in that list? Exactly, right? So you kind of, and I would have a basketball league, I'd be the star of that. And I'd have a, a Broadway show, I'd be the star of that. I'd run for president because I got all the money in the world. Ooh, zing, too close, too close, right? So if it existed, trust me, and again, Mark, I, I spent a lot of time on this response because I'm telling you, you're going to hurt yourself with the newsletters. You're going to hurt yourself with the idea that someone's smarter than you. And you have to simplify what you do. You know, in baseball, there's a phrase, choke up on the bot. Or there's a phrase, L.A., losers again. <laughs> Too soon? Too soon. Um, and I tend to find that people go to newsletters. And I tend to find that people go to software. And I tend to find that people go to, you know, uh, Trump University, for instance. He's worth money. He can teach me how to do it. I'm and I'd be really cautious rich. on that. Because a lot of what that was was selling of, of um, services. I know someone who went to one of those you know, trading seminars where we're going to teach you how to trade Wall Street traders. Wall Street trader Stan McKenna is going to be here. Like, Who's Stan McKenna? I think he played hockey. Well, who cares? He's a Wall Street trader. And, uh, you know, it might be $99, but we'll comp that the first time. And once you get in, it's $399 for the, the books and a CD series that explains everything. Six CDs is $100. And you're like, I don't even think I have a CD player anymore. Um, trust me, it's a it's, it's sales pitch. And it's, it's a hard sales pitch, not on their experience, but on product to get you to you know, spend money on the lack that you have confident issues. Um so, just throwing that out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Mark, I hope that answers your question. And hopefully, if we are at the end of the bull market, guess what? It's been the longest bull market ever. Um, and the volatility is telling us something. And, you know, obviously, there's going to be some factors that we don't know about. I will tell you, I believe the market will be higher in five years from now and ten years from now. And I think that's what an investor does. And if you need to shift from some of your hyper-growth winners to growth or your, some of your growth to, to value or some of your value to like cash, you could do that. But quit trying to do the crystal ball thing. Hey, I got a big event coming up in November in San Jose. Two events. One's on wealth accumulation. One's on wealth uh, appreciation. Um, defense. Um, so the morning event is going to be all about getting you uh, through retirement, wealth preservation, retirement income uh, with CFP Chad Burton. It's in San Jose, downtown San Jose on Saturday. Uh, should be a good event that's coming up uh, on Saturday, the 17th of November. You can go to Radio Show, uh, Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show, use code Radio Show 25 to get in for either of the two events. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com on AM 1220 KDOW. Like the
Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Stock Talk with Rob Black. Black. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do wildly appreciate it. Um, Anything you ever want to talk about, we could talk about. I'm not always going to be right. I'm not going to insult you when you're wrong. I don't believe in dumb questions. I believe in dumb people. But also, I believe that the system failed us all with our financial media and knowledge being just lacking. We didn't learn this in high school. We didn't learn it on television. We didn't learn it in Bugs Bunny. We didn't learn it anywhere. I think saying Bugs Bunny. So when you do hear a radio show or a television show, or you see an internet link that you kind of go, ooh, that's kind of interesting. It's, it's because you have a craving for it. I want to suck your blood. I don't even know what that means. So I'm dedicated to try to get as many people to retirement as I can. And I recently had a birthday where people got up and spoke about me, and I was kind of blown away by like all my friends seem to think that all I do is help people. I'm like, I don't think I, that's me. I think I'm a, some, I think I'm a goofball, but I, I do feel that sense of like, we should do this together. So one thing that's going to happen in the midterm elections, I don't have a crystal ball, but you typically see a lot of turmoil, not necessarily from the political offices of how many seats are lost in Congress or gained. But that's typically when you start seeing some White House employees go, you know what? I've done my two years. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> In some cases, if we have done my six months, I'm done. I'm out. But it's going to get dramatic. And uh, there's going to be some tension. So you know that's going to happen, right? You know it's going to happen in the elections. You know it's going to happen. So that's kind of some visibility. That's one of the things I want to talk about and how important it is on Wall Street to have acknowledgement of visibility. Um, we know that we're going to sell somewhere between 14 million and 17 million cars in America because that's the replacement cycle. That's how many, you know, how much demand is uh, always, you know, building up. There's some math there that we could say that's what we're looking at. We haven't had record years beyond that. We haven't had, you know, maybe we've had one record year beyond that. Maybe we've had one record year below that. That's kind of where we are. So visibility is important. There's four things that move a stock. The fourth is visibility. Obviously, the stock market, if it's moving up or down, can move your stock higher or lower. A bull market can carry a lot of stocks and a lot of exchange traded funds and a lot of indexes higher. So that's one thing that can move things up, the market. Next thing is the sector. Um, Tech, when it first burst onto the scene, it was kind of a communication device, right? And it started to replace the phone, Started to replace calling your friends at night when your dad said, get off the phone. I need to use the phone. Get off the phone. But then technology started creeping into media, whether it be Netflix or Spotify or Apple Music or um, all the illegal stuff that we did. Napster. It's disrupted another area or two, you know. The fact that you can get your driver's license now sent to you without going to the DMV is awesome, right? Um, so technology, it's laying down some interesting new land in healthcare and financials. 
And financials is one area that people kind of get freaked out about, and, and rightfully so. You don't want putting money with a company to ever be a risky scenario. Um, or you want to know the risks up front. So like, if you go to a bank, you kind of know that if I go to a bank, I'm probably going to get my money back. What if there's a run on the banks? Well, you're guaranteed up to $100,000, right? At any said given bank, that if there's a run on money, yours will be given back to you by the United States government. So there's FDIC insurance, right? So the financial industry is going to go through some changes as Bill Clinton back in the 90s kind of said, let's deregulate. Let's have banks become brokers. So they can buy, let's have banks buy and sell stocks, but let's also have brokers become insurance companies so they can now sell more product. And let's have insurance companies become banks. Let's have brokers become banks and let's all have them get into each other's business. And that's now, that's all fine and good when they're the Merrill Lynch's and the Goldman Sachs's and they're these big companies that you kind of could go, I get it. But what if it's a four man company out of London? Do you want them selling insurance? Do they have that kind of bandwidth to do it correctly? So the 21st century is going to bring in some fintech revolution and obviously some healthcare revolution. And I've already seen studies. Like if you were to say, if you were to ask society, if we give you, if you give us a sample of your DNA, maybe we'll be able to solve crimes or cancer faster for you. And you're like, whoa, do I want to do that? I'm not expected to commit any crimes, but... What if I do have cancer? Do I want to know? Do I not want to know? Do I want to just creep up on me? So anyway, this is a market right now that is very sensitive. And again, I keep coming back to that whole, um, it's pulled back. Is it a correction? Is it the end of the bull market? Is that a good thing? I look at the end of bull markets as a good thing. Now, I don't want a bear market to last 10 years because it's the most heinous radio show. When they go three years, it's It's brutal. But you get the idea. Anyhow, lots going on right now with uh, China, with the world, with the markets, with the midterms, uh, with facing the truth about what sort of nations we are, what what sort of people we are. Uh, Another rough weekend, you know, with, with headlines probably right around the corner, right? So you can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. I'm dedicated to getting you and me both to retirement, and hopefully you'll buy me a beer one day. I used to listen to you. Hey, is, is that the voice of Rob Black at the end of the bar? I'll go, yes, yes, it is. So November 17th, two seminars at the Rotary Summit Center in San Jose. You can sign up for either or event, retirement income, and tax planning seminar in the morning, investing beyond a 401k in the afternoon. So they're for different type of investors. Use the code RADIO25 to sign up for free at robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.